Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is the one and only Eric with HR Fitness out of California. What's going on, Eric? How are you doing today? Oh, another day in paradise, bud. There we go. There we go. Every day is a good day. I love that. I love that. Look, Eric, we're excited to have you on. And before we dive in to the nitty gritty of what you have going on at HR Fitness, you know, first, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you get started in the first place? Yeah, so we are not the traditional studio type. We're not a big box gym. We, uh, we actually don't offer any classes. We don't offer kind of any time slots. We're more of a private studio, kind of you have to know somebody that's kind of been in the ground floor with us and get kind of invited in. And that kind of separates us a little bit different from what's out there now uh, in the sense of you get a coach every time you walk in through the door. So nobody's going to come into the gym here and just kind of pick up some weights without some programming or actually with a one-on-one with one of the coaches here. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so, you know, to dive in a little bit deeper into HR fitness here, um, we're just going bare bones basics. How, how many members are you guys at currently? So in person or dual uh, locally, we have about 15 and then remote overall across the country and world, we have about 30 online clients. Okay. And so for you guys, right? That's um, pretty bad. Uh, I learned early on that I can take a certain amount of people in person and I can only handle a certain amount online. I made the mistake of trying to grab everybody and anybody that I could possibly work with. And uh, I was spending hours and hours behind the keyboard and hours and hours in the gym, just trying to make it all make sense. So honestly, like in person, 10 during the week uh, in persons. And, you know, I try to keep my personal online clients under 20. Gotcha. Okay. And so I'll use myself as an avatar here. Now, Eric, if I came in and I'm like, hey, like, I'm ready to rock. I want to get started. What would I then have to pay to become a member? So with COVID, we, uh, we had this idea or picture that we were able to give back to our community. So kind of how we expanded or how we even got here was we were kind of negotiating on terms. Like, I'm not going to knock pork chop off your plate. You're not going to knock pork chop off my plate we kind of range depending on who and how many days and how much access you want to us between 150 and 550 some pay 100 a session some pay 70 a session some we pay 50 online programming kind of varies too on how many days a week you want and how much uh if you want nutrition do you want the full spectrum i mean i coach bjj athletes that are pros i coach oh, wow fitness competitors that are hopefully turning pro shortly. So, I mean, we, anybody can be walking through the door. We have 93 all the way down to, you know, swim clubs, preteens and teens. Nice. That's awesome. So definitely a lot of versatility there and definitely a, a general population for sure. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, let's, I'll, I'll tell you clients here. I'll dive a little deeper. 
for you guys, what has been the best method to finding new clients? In the beginning, I was, you know, I'm a, I'm a OPEX uh, person from the gate. That's where I cut my teeth in after being a meathead in the gym for years and years and years and doing it all wrong. And uh, I thought I just wanted to work with performance athletes. Like I just wanted to work with top, you know, sprinters, sailors, crossfitters, you know, you name it. I just, but it really narrowed my field and it really made everything very specific for me. Like I was only going to get, you know, the product of 18 to 27 biologically they're in their prime. And I thought that's what I really wanted to do. And it really closed like the stuff that fed my soul. And so when I, I would say that this is more of a GP, but I mean, we have everybody. I mean, like I was saying before, we do fitness competitors. We do bodybuilders. We do swim. I got twin boys that are, one's a cross country. One does swim. Uh, I have two older girls. Uh, one squats and the other one coaches uh, in the Midwest, just like I do. So it <laughs> just depends on uh, who walks through the door and how we can be of service to the community. I love that. I love that. And so I, I know you kind of touched on this earlier, but let's say if traffic was unlimited and leads were unlimited, hypothetically speaking, can you literally not go any higher? Are you completely at max now or how much can you actually handle? So right now, uh, I mean, we're on the shoulders of giants, right? I've had a coach since day one, since I got serious about coaching, uh, Matt Connolly, integrated performance. I've been with him uh, for most of my career. And I would say that like everything I do is because I have a smarter person kind of guiding me in that process of like, Hey, this is how we do it. He's always plugging me like, Hey man, you don't have any commercials. What are you going to do? And I'm always like, well, I don't really need them because we're kind of small. And if we had unlimited leads or generated leads, we would probably weed them out. We could probably handle right now, maybe a 12 more people. Yeah, a hundred percent. And obviously I think you would know better than anybody on what that range would be for yourself, but you don't want to jeopardize the quality of the client experience either just by, you know, your own financial gratification. So I think that's it's a, a big testament as to, to where your goals are and where your mindset is there. So I think that's great. And so Talk to me about leads here, um, Eric. So if, if, let's say I came in again, and maybe I'm not ready to commit just yet, but I'm interested, and I want to hear more about the facility and what you guys offer. Walk me through that client journey of being an interested lead to then being sold to then being onboarded. What does that process look like for you guys? Yeah, so if you're remote, and most of my remote leads come from my remote clients, uh, mainly from like, oh, I see your girl is – I just had a fitness competitor, you know, sweep the field back outside of Jersey this weekend, top of class, best in show. We're coming up on another show in Tennessee. So I get a lot of generation from like my guys actually winning or my girls winning some stuff. And if that comes in and also too with my, uh, like the Instagram, if you follow me, I tend to reach out, send you a message like, Hey, you wanted to follow me. I wanted to follow you. I want to like your photos, but I want some back history. I don't want to see like, you know, your gym shots in the mirror and not know whose photo I'm liking. So I try to take the time and like organically reach out to that person. So I know like 
Katie or Mark or Joey, like when I'm hitting like on there, it's not because, you know, their physique looks good or, you know, they're on a beach somewhere. It's like, oh, I know he's married to Stephanie and like they have two dogs and a kid. And like, so in, in that regard, when those guys come in, we get on the phone call and I kind of ask them like how they get here. How did they get me? How did they, how do we even get to this conversation? And then when I kind of get into that diving in of like, well, what's your gym preference? You know, what's your training age? Where are you headed? What's the one goal out there that you don't want to tell anybody or talk about, or like, you know, what, what scares you? Like, what are the, the down factors? What are we really fighting for? Are we, are we just trying to look good naked? Or are we trying to like get absolutely built strong? Or are we trying to, and so that kind of leads into those organic conversations where I can dive out. And I like to take it all the way back to like, what sports you played, what as a child, like, what was the, you know, how'd you grow up? What was your main purpose as a kid? You know, did you do theater? Did you do things? And for me, like it goes all into my training program for them at that point where I can kind of figure out like where their strengths and weaknesses are. And then I designed yeah. the program for them and like, look, this is a program for you. Like you can have a buddy and they can jump in on it, but it's not going to be for them. Like it's not going to hurt them but we are absolutely taking the data that we are using for you. And it is just an individual design for the person that's in front of me. I love that. I love how, how strategic you are there and, and how specified you are as well. And the fact that you can talk me that whole process and, and tell me through the whole entire thing, walk me through, which really goes to show that you can teach this. It, it, it's, it's, it's repeatable, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a big thing in terms of scaling where if you needed other coaches to replace you, you could definitely do so. Cause Right now, I'm about ready to commit to you, man. <laughs> so, yeah. We take metrics. Awesome. You know, we uh, we dive into our community staff. Uh, we take into our – we take uh, reverb from our <clears throat> people. I'm constantly putting out surveys to our people and, uh, you know, just kind of saying, like, how do we get better? What's working for you? What's not working for you? Uh, how do we make this more affordable? How do we make this a better – program for you and I think uh the problem I get most is like people are kind of used to this like oh you're gonna do four sets of 10 until you're dead and we're just gonna get a little heavier every week and mainly like what I like to get when the, the people come in is you know give them that that very personal touch like I actually care about where they're headed I just had a girl she moved from here she was here dual and she moved to Monterey, so she's remote now. And she's having, like, she's young, first apartment, moved with her guy. And, like, the real life stuff is happening. And uh, yeah. she missed, like, four days last week. And so I reach out. I'm like, hey, what's going on? And she's like, well, you know, a, one of her friends died. And, like, a whole, like, my rate of, like, all these, like, huge things happened to her. And I was like, hey, if you think exercise prescription is why we're together in coaching, like, you're missing – the whole point of having a coach to rely on. And like, I think in moments like that, it, it reminds me of like why I'm doing it. Like it puts yeah. the spiritual part back in for me. A hundred percent. And I think it's uh, the care for your clients is always what's going to carry you over. Right. I think um, people don't realize it, it's that conviction in yourself. Right. Cause you know, you can deliver, but also doing it for the right reasons, you know? Um, and I think oftentimes when people are driven by, financial gratification you don't get there i don't know if you know the story about the wright brothers but you know the wright brothers owned a bike shop 
but they just genuinely wanted to fly because they had a passion for it. Meanwhile, um, the other gentleman, I check his name, I always botched, but if you look up the story, you know, he was given funding $50,000 back then at 1800. It's amazing amounts of money, unlimited to figure out how to do it. Um, and couldn't do it because he wasn't driven by that passion. So the fact that you care more than the next person is really what's going to set you aside from everybody else, Eric. So, so kudos to you there. You know, I think that's awesome. And, and uh, here's a little bit of a longer question, long, longer winded question for sure. Um, but if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. It, it's, it's definitely a tough one. So, but not, not, not to intimidate you either, man. It's just a good way to kind of self-reflect and, and, and give yourself that. Bad connection. That bad connection. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me ask you this, right? So in, in the fitness and gym industry, there's three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, right? Uh, your sales, which is your client acquisition, right? So after somebody is interested in acquiring them. And then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? I mean, I think the the best way to do the sales, right, is obviously is like you need the elevator pitch. You need to, you know, be able to express yourself of like why they need to walk out of the room and buy from you also to stay with you and then down the road to buy more profitable stuff for you. Because ideally what we want is, we want higher paying clients with less amount of work. And yeah. I mean, that's like the idea of like how this grows. Uh, it's not necessarily the volume in there. And so I think with when we do the marketing for us and we do all the backlash and like we get all of the opinions and everybody else. And then we start to like really dive into like, well, this person wants, you know, like a cable machine or this person really wants, you know, this, like, is that feasible for us? Probably yes and no. You know, we don't necessarily jump to every whim and, and those things of like the wants, but then we dive deeper into like what they really want. Like, what are they after when they ask for like a different piece of equipment or more open hours, or maybe they want to train another day, but for the same price. And I never come off the value once we agree to like certain terms and conditions, you know, uh, I always just kind of go up from there. So we increase our prices, you know, usually like twice a year, uh, depending on, and you know, for me, it's a little bit different because we started in my garage during COVID. I was at a big box gym, uh, part-time and like, I was still doing my remote clients and I basically all the way through COVID took everybody that I could find in my community and train them basically for free, kind of outdoor, indoor with the garage door open. And wow. I feel like with giving the value, I mean, most of my clients I've had for five plus years. I mean, there's a few that have come on recently, you know, we're kind of growing a little bit more here and there. But even the two that have joined last month, I've known for almost four years. So I'm a big proponent of like everybody that I meet when they find out that I actually coach for a living, I'm always like bro or sister or, you know, whoever it is in front of me. I'm like a, a five minute conversation with me. If you're in the gym somewhere or have a question, like I've been doing this, I've been in a gym since I've been walking. So I did it wrong for so many years. I was that meathead. 
You know what I mean? I just want to get big, bro. Yes. <laughs> I want to just lift as much as humanly possible. And then uh, finally got a good education in it and was like, oh, I'm, I'm probably doing it wrong. There's no longevity in this. I'm getting big and I'm going to die faster. Yeah. And I appreciate the honesty and transparency there. I think oftentimes, you know, folks, they want to, when they get on air, especially they want to have it all figured out. Right. Um, but the fact that you can be honest and transparent about the things and where you can improve and where you've improved, I appreciate the viewers appreciate. And I think it, it makes for all better content for everybody. Oh, we don't know. So I mean, my, we're on the shoulders of giants. Like I said, my coach, like I, I wouldn't be here without him. I wouldn't be here without like my wife and what she does. We call her air traffic control. Cause I know how to lift weights. I mean, I came from a trade background. I was a stone Mason. I used to sweep chimneys and we went oh. out on our own and like we've owned our own businesses for quite a while, but like I know how to do nuts and bolts and mama figures out how to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> you know definitely community base right yeah yeah a great duo a great duo of that and so let me ask you this eric um the bigger picture the overarching goal what are you guys trying to accomplish down the road we want to be here for another three years in honestly my own opinion was i was never going to open up my own space real estate wise unless i own the property and I've just had too many partners and friends in the industry where they rent the space. It's, you know, X amount of dollars per square foot. They start to grow. And then all of a sudden it's double or triple what they're, you know, ready to put in California. Mm -hmm. We have very different rules regarding around uh, real estate. And here we're, there's not a lot of foot traffic in the town that I'm in. There's no, there's a little downtown, but there is no, like, it's not like San Francisco where, you yeah. know, if you're paying three some the square foot, you got a couple hundred people walking by your store every day. Literally. <laughs> Good shot at getting some of those people to come in. I mean, here we are we are off the beaten path. You know, we're definitely just an, you know a little gym and uh I kind of like it that way. I love that. I love that. And I, again, I think uh the the community feel that culture that you built is is due to the fact that you're exclusive you know um and i think that that's something that again you don't want to jeopardize the, the client experience so i think that, that that's a major portion there and so one last question for you here before we sign out and it's my favorite question and um the hard-hitting question at that we had somebody who walked out the other day for like 20 minutes to think about his answer and came back and was, oh, i'm ready to go what's <laughs> like, moving five minutes <laughs> so but uh you know Eric, if you can go back in time to when you first started the gym and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear back then, um, what would that advice be for yourself? I know this one. I don't need 20 minutes. So backstory, we'll do like the, the little time lapse. Uh, I come from San Francisco from nothing. Group homes, institutions, my whole life. And so like statistically, I am not supposed to be winning like i'm supposed to be either dead or you know i mean all those things uh that come along with a different lifestyle and i got some good advice early early on is like when you're building you need to be selfish and my grandmother told me that early and i was like i'm just not that person like that doesn't jive with who i am 
And it probably took me until I was in my thirties where I finally realized what she was saying is like, I have to make sure that the quality of me is enough that I can give to everybody else. And we have a, a hashtag here that goes along with us, something to prove. And so as soon as everybody walks through that door, we have a green sign or blue sign on the wall that says something to prove. And for me, it was, that's what I'm, I'm doing is I'm proving to myself that I can actually build something organically and not like I own everything. You know, it's not like on a whim, you know, we've systematically put everything in place. Nothing has been handed. We did it small. We've done it slow. We're going to continue to glow, grow slow. I really feel like if we pounded the pavement, opened our doors, you know, got a bigger space, did the commercials, we could fill this place in a matter of weeks. But for me, like I'll lose the things that matter most to me. And that is like knowing that, you know, Jesus that comes through just got married and he wants to have a baby and they're thinking about getting a dog or, you know, one of my other clients that, you know, she's going through this. I never want to lose that value system that I still, you know, my, my servant's towel gets unused. I mean, I still clean the toilets here and like, I don't necessarily have to, uh, but I have to. And so like, the, I think the advice that I would give somebody that wants to start is if you're good at what you do, the money will work itself out. I mean, if we're always reaching for more monetary, more monetary, I think we lose like that we're in a service business. We're in the business of serving our people and our community and however the capacity they show up. And uh, I mean, like I kind of get out of the scope of, you know, just fitness, right? But the community, like everybody walking through that door, we got two gym dogs, uh, you know, everybody walking through that door cares about the next person walking through that door. And if they're not here on time or they're not showing up, like they're definitely like, hey, where is, you know, so-and-so and what's going on with them and how can we be supportive of that? And I think if, you know, you're looking to start a gym and you want to start a gym, man, I mean, we've done the commercials, we've done the flyers, we've done the shopping cart stuff, we've done... And really like the basis of lead generation is just word of mouth. It's always been the best. It's always going to be the best. And like your clients are going to speak volumes of how long you've had them and how did you get them in the first place? Like, Holy cow, Eric, talk about a mic drop, man. Oh man, listen, I'm not gonna lie, I almost got a little emotional at that part where you mentioned how you started, man. I, I think <laughs> that should have been mentioned in the beginning, holy cow. And just how good of a guy you are to look at. I mean, like, like we could talk more out there. Eric, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, man, you know, please, it'd be my, it'd be my pleasure. Um, please shout out your Instagram, your Facebook, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Yeah, we're HR Fitness, uh, Coach Eric Rodden at Instagram. Uh, you just reach out to us. And like, if you're ever in California, Northern California, the door is open. If you reach out to us, man, like, Come, throw down, see the dogs, hang out with the family. Uh, you know, it's not that we're exclusive, but you have to want to work out here. You know, it's not like the doors are shut to anybody. We're not like trying to get away from any of that. Uh, but yeah, we're we're available. I love that. I love that. Awesome. Look, Eric, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Uh, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and talk with us about your fitness business, 
click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show are Nate and Christy from Endurance Fitness and Wellness coming to you from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Guys, how are you today? What's going on? Good. How are you, Joe? I'm doing tremendously. I'm excited to have you guys here. I'm excited to pick your brain and see what sort of wisdom we can extract out of there when it comes to running a business. But first and foremost, guys, I'm a big believer in context. And so for the people who aren't familiar with endurance or, or aren't from the Kalamazoo region, give us a little bit of a description first and foremost. What is this gym about? What are we talking about here? Um, well, I think my favorite part about this club is that it's very, um, like, I feel like everyone here is a big family. Um, there's a lot of, um, options as far as ways to get in your fitness without being the same old redundant, just machines and cardio. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, we have the pool, we have a sauna, we have, you know, some CrossFit items here. We've got, you know, a lot of different options for cardio. We've got heavy bags. We've got, so we just try to be really diverse. And then also the diversity here, like it's very, very um, open to everybody. You know, there's not like one specific type here. We, you know, we, everybody just kind of fits in. And it's funny because a lot of people don't know about our club because we don't do a lot of advertising and marketing. Okay. And so when they come in for the first time, they're like, oh my gosh, we can't believe we've never been here. This is so great. It's like a little hidden gem. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fitness, fitness is notorious for that. People yeah. that have been around for, for decades yeah. still have people walk through their doors that have like, no idea what the every day. We didn't even know what it was. And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and so we'll certainly, we'll touch on the, the marketing and the advertising piece of this mm-hmm. here as we come. But I think that's helpful just to sort of get an idea for people listening, an idea of what it is that we're here to talk about. I want to sort of time machine back a little bit and, and get an idea of when the two of you here got involved. Christy, why don't you start us off? When was it that you that you joined this team? Um, I joined the team in February of 2020. Um, at that point, Nate was already here. I, here so okay. there was, this gym has gone through a few different ownerships. Um, and there was a personal training company called Genesis um, that was partnered with this gym before. I worked with them for a little while um, and then split away in I believe the spring of 18 and then Christy like she said was here in February of 20 I actually came back as a trainer here um for just for the gym specifically in the fall of 20 um coming out of COVID uh, I knew I heard from a friend that was friends with Christy um that they were struggling to get some trainers back 
And so I came back here part-time just to work as a trainer at that time. Got it. Okay. And so to your point, a couple of changing of the guards here. And, and so now the team that we have in place has probably seen the craziest time in the history of fitness Absolutely. through sort of you guys' experience with that. How were you able to weather the storm? Um, well, luckily, um, of course, you know, there was unemployment options. So that helped a lot as far as us as personal individuals. Um, I had actually just had a baby uh, like two months prior to COVID. So I kind of tried to just look at the silver lining of it all. And I've never been able to be a stay-at-home mom before. Mm. So when gyms were shut down and unemployment was happening, I just stayed home with the baby and like got to really bond with her, which I, you know, I'd never been able to do that. My other two kids, I was back to work at, you know, four weeks, six weeks after having them. So that was kind of nice, you know, to just stay home with her. And, um, and then as far as the business goes, we actually only qualified for one PPE loan. Um, somehow it, I mean, times. yeah, hmm. it was very hard. Yeah. We got one and it was because we would get on right when they said to get on and they would be gone before you could even get through to somebody. So we only got one loan for $5,000. So every yeah, not covering much there. No, it covered like half of one month of rent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It was so rough. not, not a tremendous amount of outside help were, was the business able to, maintain any form of revenue throughout that time no no we Nothing. were not allowed to be open at all and we, paused everybody. we had to and we and we made the decision um to pause everyone's memberships there were a lot of other clubs that continued to draft their month people's monthly dues and they just kind of explained it as if we don't we're not going to make it through this we chose to not bill anyone while we were closed um just because we didn't feel that it was right Sure. So, so, so zero dollars coming in. Zero dollars coming in for six months. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with the, you know, the rent of the building and still having to pay the utilities and all of that kind of thing. I mean, we, we definitely were set back a couple yeah. hundred. And, and so I think it goes without saying, I think I'm pointing out the obvious here that even though you weren't charging people, I'm sure you still took a membership hit. I'm sure people still took that opportunity to leave. How do your numbers now compare to 2019 or early 2020? Um, so actually, in preparation for knowing that I was going to speak with you today, I ran some reports yesterday. And um, I, I compared them from 19 and then obviously 20, we were, there was nothing. And then 21. And then I did May of each year. Um, so I did May of yep. 19 and then May of 21. And then I did just this past May. And um, awesomely enough, we actually did better this past month in 2022 May than we did in 19 or 21. Fantastic. Okay. So we've yeah. surpassed at least we're where on, we were. We're on our way back up. You know, it's just taking some time because yeah, like you said, we lost a ton of people. I think a lot of people thought that when COVID hit and we closed, they were no longer like responsible to come back. You know, they didn't have to. It it's was an easy out from a, from a casual fitness person. Yes. So we're like, no, no, no. Like we paused it for you as a courtesy, but when we were able to reopen, you're, you're supposed to come back. And they're like, well, yeah. we don't want to, or we don't feel safe or whatever it may yeah. be. Yeah. 
And so there's, there, I mean, we, we could spend the entirety of this interview talking about society and expectations and things like that. I don't think it's worthwhile for us to go down yeah. that rabbit hole, but at least for the purpose of this conversation, our numbers are back to where they were May of 19 or a little bit beyond. Mm -hmm. Let me sort of flip the script on this question and ask you this, where do your numbers now compare to what a hundred percent capacity would be? Do we still have room for growth on those? Oh, absolutely. I would like to be at double personally. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that the potential of this club is through the roof. I just think that it's been poorly ran prior to us. I mean, of course, I'm a little biased, but <laughs> I think it was poorly ran prior to Dan and I and Nate. Um, in a lot of aspects, like Nate said, it changed ownership quite a, tried it quite a bit. Um, some of the old management was not great. They weren't really keeping up on some of the equipment. So I feel like the sky's the limit if we if we have the right staff and we do the right things and sure. you know I would like to market and advertise a little bit more than what we're doing but right now it's just not in the budget sure we're still okay. trying to get out of that hole so yeah let's have that conversation that's an incredibly important point in any kind of small business like this and in it at the end of the day this is a small business budget concerns and ROI are a huge unspoken reason people avoid any kind of formal advertising. I think at the end of the day, there's a number of reasons why, but one, if we don't really know what we're doing, we don't really have that, that much of a guaranteed ROI on the back end. Right. And two, a lot of the time people have tried to do some sort of paid advertising and not great, not not gotten the result that they were looking for and exactly. are a little bit jaded about it. Yes. You say that you would like to get back to that at some point but don't quite have it in the budget. Is there a timeline or, or is there sort of a, a threshold of if we got to X point, then it would make more sense to do so? I mean, Dan and I haven't discussed like an actual draft amount that I need to get to, um, to be able to do that. But I mean, I think that he would be open to that. Sure. You know, as long as, as long as the bills are paid and everyone's yeah. happy and every, you know. Yeah. Let me ask the question in a sort of devil's advocate sort of way, then this seems like a, a chicken or the egg kind of thing. And if we can get X amount of members, then we'll have the money to do advertising. But if we look at it from the other side, exactly. if we do the advertising, then we'll get to X amount of members. Have you guys thought about it that way at all? Absolutely. So we, you know, it's a tough decision. There's times where, you know, we'll have like a really good month or we'll get a really good draft. And I'm like, okay, I really want to buy this. or I really want to buy that. And I'm like, should I do that? Or should I buy some radio time? Like, I don't really know what's going to be the best thing. So at this point, we're just trying really hard to take care of what we have and the members that we do have, because we are doing okay. Sure. And then once that builds a little bit on its own, just through word of mouth and, you know, being a high being a small local club you know we've got some really nice neighborhoods around here and we're kind of like the neighborhood gym sure so word of mouth is definitely working very well for us right now because my staff is awesome and we offer a really good rate for what we have here i mean yeah. almost always when people come in to sign up they assume that we're going to be a lot more expensive than what we are because of what we offer and they're like oh wow that's it and i'm like well man maybe i should just raise my prices a little bit and that would make up the difference it <laughs> solves a lot of issues yeah, that's for sure that you know can't afford that much so it's just yeah like you said it's a catch-22 no matter what you do sure 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 and, and so let's sort of shift gears here because i think we've sort of pulled this string to the end 
and talk. I mean, it, there's any number of ways to make money in this business. That's for sure. Membership and EFT revenue is certainly one way, but Nate, your purview here is, is the personal training side of things. Successful businesses in this sort of model can generate just as much, if not more revenue from PT than they do from membership in general. Do you guys have room to grow at least with the resources and the staff that you have now? Um, yeah, I mean, I think we do. There's a lot of our, um, well, I shouldn't say a lot. There is one of our trainers who teaches classes as well. And all of our trainers have other jobs too. Um, so that limits a little. Ah, okay. Yeah. None, nobody, none of the trainers are full-time really outside of me. Um, and I handle a handful of clients, but I try to give the trainers most of them. Yeah. Um, I think the hardest part right now, and I think everybody's feeling it a little bit, is the way the economy is right now and coming off of COVID. I mean, sometimes this isn't on the forefront of everybody's mind. And I mean, as I'm sure we all know, PT is the cheapest thing in the world. Um, And and it shouldn't be, right? But at the same time, there are plenty of people who can still afford this who are affluent enough. And if you had 100% of your membership looking to do PT, that would probably blow up the system as well, right? We don't need anybody and everybody coming to this, but oh, for sure. I guess, I guess the, the metric that becomes of importance here is labeled in a couple of different ways, but penetration is, is sort of the industry jargon, at least for this. Is that something that you guys track or total clients versus total membership? Is that something that you guys have your eye on? What do you mean? I guess I'm not understanding. Like what percentage of your membership overall is also doing PT? Oh gosh, it's very low. Probably 5%. 5, okay. Yeah. So certain so room to grow, but Nate to your point, we need to have staff <laughs> available to filter in. And so I mean, Christy, it's kind of the same sort of catch 22. Mm-hmm. Do we hire the trainers without anybody on their calendar or do we sign up these clients not knowing who not knowing we're going to pair them with? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly what I run where into. we're at. Yep. Yeah. So there's there's a number of pros and cons both ways, but, but certainly clients. challenges nonetheless. Did I start taking clients because if people walk in and they want to buy PT, I don't want to sign them up and promise that they can start next week and then not have a trainer to accommodate their schedule. Yeah. So but I, that's a lot of revenue to turn away too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I I load up my schedule as much as I possibly can. Um, but I mean, you can only do so much. Yeah. I mean, the, the classic challenge of personal trainers, not just in your business, but as a model is that at a certain point, you can't take on more people. Typically that comes around 20, 25 clients on the high end, but you serving individual one-on-one people, they probably want to train before work. They probably want to train at lunch and they probably want to train after work. After work you yeah. just don't have that many time slots available. Have you guys, and, and Nate, maybe this is more question for you. Mm-hmm. Have you guys considered doing more of like a, like a semi-private training at any point of like one trainer for three or four clients? Is that, is that an option? I mean, I think it could be an option, but I think the thing about it is, and I've ran into this with a few people is if they're going to be paying that amount of money they want that one-on-one training yeah 
And, and I think, I think, yeah, I think it would need to be somewhat of a separate product, be it and I mean, we a offer, little bit less yeah. costly than a traditional one-on-one -on -one session, but. Right, right. And I, we do do, um, you know, discounts for group rates and stuff like ah, okay. not too many of them, but you know, two people is what we have seen sometimes, but, but I mean, we do have fitness classes that draw quite a few people, even, I mean, we've gotten memberships from people who would just come here and do like a buy-in for the classes. And then they'd end up signing up for a membership because our members get free classes. Um, okay, the group classes are included in the membership. I in see. a full access. In a full access. We have different levels, full and above. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so a couple of tiers of membership there. And, and so, I mean, guys, the, the whole conversation is has been geared around how do we operate and, and grow a business in this sort of model. I think there is a never-ending list of things that you can do for you guys moving forward what's sort of the next target? What is our focus on throughout the rest of this year? Let's start with that. Um, my goal personally is to get our EFT and our draft up high enough to be able to afford some new equipment. That would be ideal. There's a few things that, you know, I think would people would really appreciate to have here. Um, we did just have some really big expenses come up when we, we just had to resurface our pool you know, that was like a many, many thousand dollar project. Um, we had to replace the sauna units, you know, another, you know, there's just always something coming up. So every time you feel like you're getting ahead, something breaks and then you got to, you know, so my goal is ultimately to bring in some new stuff. I think that would be not only would it keep the current members happy, but it, I think it would generate new business for sure. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So sort of first target membership right build the membership to a point where that monthly draft can be a reliable number and we're not terrified of a roof leak or a boiler shutting down or whatever sort of unexpected expenses come mm -hmm. up and and so sort of big picture this thing with me look beyond this year what do you see as sort of the ultimate vision for this business here so we've had a couple different ideas um Ultimately, my part, my current partner would, is probably going to be getting out in the next couple of years. So I need to make a decision on whether I'm going to take it on completely by myself, which mm. would be a lot, um, or bring in another partner or, or, you know, that is something that needs to be discussed soon. But the big picture is just growing it, you know, growing the business, growing the um the revenue, buying, um, the buying the building. <laughs> yeah, we don't own the building right now. So we're in the works of trying to buy the building so that we don't feel like when we invest money into the building, we're not just throwing it away. You know, like we just resurfaced the pool, which cost us, I think around $6,000, but we don't even own the pool. But we had to resurface the pool to make it safe for the members. So again, there's that catch 22 again. Do you leave it because it's not yours or do you fix it so that your members are good? Well, of course you got to take care of your stuff. Yep, got to spend money to make money. You do, you absolutely do. So yeah, um, but we have discussed a couple different things. Like we just recently um, brought in a physical therapist. Um, so we have a full-time physical therapist that rents space from us. So he's got clients coming in. We've also discussed turning the club into nothing but a personal training gym. We're ah. like, you know, we would have trainers and they would pay a set amount monthly for rent and then they could just bring their clients in at their leisure. That would be, you know, something that we would consider. We're also renting our pool to um, 
a company called Sea Otter Swim School, and they teach swimming lessons to little children. Sure. So that's creating some revenue, and that program is blowing up. So that building that is really good. Yeah. Um, like yeah. you said, plenty plenty of ways to make money. I think yeah. typically it's more of a challenge of sort of narrowing focus in where are we going to really make yeah. our bread and butter here. I think when gym owners get in trouble and aren't making as much money as they'd like is when focus is spread really thin across a number of different things and none of them are really revenue generating. So it'll certainly be interesting to see how that pans out for you with a number of moving parts, both personally and professionally for you, Christy and Nate as well. Guys, I mean, I'm sure we just barely, barely, barely scratched the surface of this, but as we run a bit shy on time here, I want to give you guys the opportunity to talk about where people can learn a little bit more about this. Is there a website? Is there social media? Where can we send people to? Yeah, absolutely. We do have a Facebook page so that if they want to go on and just like us, they'll get all of our posts, whether we're running specials or, you know, changing up classes or whatever that may be. Of course, we have a website. It's just www.endurancefitnesskalamazoo.com. If you've never been a member, you can actually apply for a free trial to check us out for free for a whole week. Um, so you can, you know, definitely get that, come in, we'll give you a tour. You can try us out for a week before you buy anything. That way, you know, you're going to like it and fit in and all that fun stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, anyone's welcome to stop by anytime. We'd be happy to have a chat with you about what we have to offer, what our credentials are, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, absolutely. Guys, I really appreciate your time. I think having these types of conversations amongst the the ownership community really, really helps to to get some challenges out of the way and, and be a little bit vulnerable so that we can figure out true solutions to these things. I can't thank you enough for your time. I, I wish you nothing but the best moving forwards and we'll have to check in with you again down the road. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lawrence out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on this show is Joseph from Geobody Sense Fitness in Full Shear, Texas. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you very much. I am wonderful. 
I'm really excited to have you here and, you know, learn about your fitness business. But before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you do within your business, tell us a little bit, Joseph, about what it was that led to you, you know, ultimately opening up this fitness business. It's a good question. Um, I think that the first phase is that I'm a former basketball player, still love the game of basketball. And what got me to the momentum of creating it and being part of it was about challenges that I had in my life. Also, the love of the game and how the game is played. So it was based on the human hand. So when I identified to connect the human five senses at hand, that was really the point that propelled me to create GeoBody Sense Fitness. Really, really interesting. So what you're doing is very unique. And for our listener, um, since we can't actually visualize this because we're completely, um, you know, virtual here, give us an elevator pitch. Tell us, you know, more about who you are and what you have to offer within your business. Well, my, my name is Joseph Renwick Randon. Um, I played basketball at a high school here in, in, in Fort Wayne County. I won the first championship, you know, and I, for the, for the high school level, I ended up getting a scholarship from the University of Miami. It was a hurricane. And the challenges that I deal with um, in basketball um, kind of made me feel like I really wanted something more. I was very frustrated, but I made a commitment that I wanted to stay in shape. I wanted to be in tune with the benefits of it. So after graduation, I stayed, I started doing yoga, Pilates, all type of fitness, but particularly staying in shape and playing a little basketball. So after the challenges I had, I had the opportunity to do young interests, so far. So I kind of dealt with life, but I used fitness to stay in shape as a foundation. So I guess maybe in, then I had challenges in my life, going to jail and going to experience in jail was something that being inside and being frustrated, you know, with the challenges of that, um, I just kept pursuing the thinking that positive. So the prerequisite to GeoBody was a company that I founded, it was called Soundwater, soundwater.com. And it was focused on thinking act positive, focused on improving the existence of mankind. So not being successful with the IT platform of that in 2004 is when I officially created the term GeoBody. Okay. So can you explain for the listener, what is GeoBody? GeoBody, um, the, the, the name is, is a prefix of G-E-O. And so because I had already traveled the world and whatnot, and I was just like, what is it? What is it that I need to invent something so people can come closer to what I'm trying to deliver? So traveling the world, so I thought about geography and then doing push-ups and sit-ups and keeping consistent. Then I'm, I'm saying your body changes and I came up with geometry, you know what I mean? The whole angles of it. So with those two things, I thought about the double entendre. And so, and, and, and within my previous company, I have all 
double meanings of something, right? Like basketball, two sides of the court, and the body got two sides. So GeoBody came up with geography and geometry, and, and I put the body on it. So that's how the name came about, GeoBody. So in essence, with that being formulated, I took all the knowledge and everything that I was focused on, and keep in mind, as I said previously, GeoBio was formed identifying the human five senses at hand. So then I thought about a so comparison with the calisthenics. You're using leverage of your weight doing a push-up, a sit-up. So, and I just thought about polarization methods, interlock hands, and then I had a spiritual revelation um, in the process of moving with GeoBio and doing it. And so the spiritual revelation was something that was groundbreaking, actually. And it just got me in the process of just believing. And so the believing part became to be everything because I started believing in my senses, started being thankful for my senses. I started to really have an acceleration process. I mean, when I was in Germany, and I, and I was teaching, you know, on a smaller level to someone one-on-one -on -one, and just telling about every touch of the hand, how it connects to the mind and so forth. And the whole body movement and the way I connected it. So it made sense. I mean, such as Bikram's yoga, you got 23, 26 postures, such as other different, you know, different martial arts, different poses and, and, and uh, techniques. Geobody um, platform, is based on a philosophy, and the philosophy is what I've been inspired by God and mankind about. Wow, thank you for sharing that. That's deep, and it sounds like, you know, really took you a lot of thought process to, to build this, <laughs> and so, so now that we have a little bit of an understanding as to, you know, what this is, Joseph, tell us a little bit about your, so do you have a, a an in-person facility where people can come and take classes or how does that work? Yes, I do. Um, currently, um, we have a, a small studio floor and um, in the process of setting up the classes, currently um, contemplating on the hours that I want to break them down with because it's and let them do 45 minutes, 20 minutes. So now in this new studio, the focus is just being able to set up the classes, getting people introduced to what GeoBody is. And so that, cause that's a, it's gonna be a variety of different classes from some people with just stress reduction, some people who wanna get in shape, some people who just really want to just maintain or improve what they're doing. And as you probably can assume that my technique also is want to improve practitioners in the health and wellness industry. So give them the basic philosophy and teaching and be able to educate them. But currently the, the, I'm just in the process of setting this up. This is a new studio area. Just got the building in, built and everything. Um, we're still setting up some of the basics of it from the, the monitors, the cameras and stuff like that. So people can interface with us one-on-one, -on -one, whether in, in the studio live or whether they're on Zoom as we're talking. So people can be able to ask questions, 
and also at least see the, the monitoring level of video so they can be able to be part of it. And the memberships is great. Got it. So, um, you know, with this in-person, you know, you just moved into a new studio from the sounds of it. You're kind of figuring things out there. How many live in-person members you guys currently have at the facility? At, at one time, at one time, we only could have 12. Okay. That's and, like per, per class, right? You can yeah. only have 12 in there at a time, right? But in total, like how many members do you have, like reoccurring members do you have signed up as members of GeoBody? Uh, currently, we have like 63 members. Nice. So 63 members, is that, Joseph, a place where you feel good, you feel comfortable, or do you no, want more people? In, in no, we want, I mean, obviously these are people that's, you know, you know, some are new, but at, 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 at the end of the day, these is very small. I mean, but the good part about it, some of these members, they're giving feedback, um, they're participating, and we're always welcoming new members to become a member and also help us grow. Um, I truly believe that the greatest thing about GeoBody is that it's about, it's about the senses. So we need to exchange, everybody have a different sense. Everybody have a different sense of taste. And so the platform that I invented, I believe that it was, it was, it was serve everybody and how I was going to serve everybody is by having the participation. I mean, this is, you know, at the end of the day, basketball is a team sport, and this has been, like, my prerequisite in terms of me arriving to this point. And there's nothing like being a team player. And so every sense I have is a team player with your senses. Yeah. So um, because this can truly serve everybody, right, there's not one person that this better suits. It can suit everybody if, if people know about it. You're mm -hmm. currently sitting at 63 members. Of course, you'd love to be able to serve more people. What are you actively doing to, you know, find new members that you can, you know, eventually change, help change their life? Well, right now, I'm putting into practice every day or trying to put in every day of practicing what I teach. And that sometimes comes at a challenge, I must admit to that. Um, but reinvigorating the process of thinking positive and also just humbling myself to just say, you know, I'm trying to do something good in this life. Um, I believe in God. I believe, in, I believe in myself, I believe in people. And I believe that our, our existence is very important. I mean, so the mission of Sound Water was rekindling our responsibility to us very. So with that being said, I'm still focusing on the core mission and I'm focused on some social media. I have a Instagram, which is iGeobody. And the Instagram that I have, um, I invented a time sense calendar. So with the time sense calendar, I write every day. I, I got an advertisers. I'm trying to get advertisers to also to really get on board. No matter for companies and organizations, they all have a way to participate. 
with the innovation of GeoBiosense Fitness. Um, the, it's, it's almost like we're getting ready to have a complete massive explosion. But so my challenge is now getting the administrative structure in order so I don't just downfall with so much success. I want to have it where it's, you know, it is a process of it. It's a process of seeing, it's a process of hearing. So right now, as you said, clearly we're just getting this phase started. I'm very excited. And I think that the more organized I can get people to participate and know where we are and knowing the origins of the originality, I think that people could be patient and considerate in the process where we are. Yeah, definitely. And I also think like, you know, you said, you know, you can believe in the power of, of positive thinking. You can, you can believe in God and, and practice religion. And, and, but ultimately, like when we look at growing our business, we have to put a little bit of effort there to kind of find these people. And so for you right now, that looks like really dialing in on your social media accounts, which in today's industry, you and I both know it's the way to find new people. Everybody's spending time on their phones. So um, if we can tap into them on those places, it works in our benefit. Right now, it sounds like you're doing mostly organic social media, meaning that you're posting on the Yes and no. I have also, I'm a U-Haul dealer. And so at my property, I have several acres here. I have just acres I have here is pretty much in boom. I have a lot of them. I'm located in a very powerful growth area right now. Um, and becoming a U-Haul dealer, I, got, I meet a lot of different people. So I'm doing things to drive traffic to my property to my location. So then people can see the, they can meet and I'll also see what GeoBody is. So this is one level and with the community and also the word of mouth. One of the strong points about GeoBody is that is the people talking about it now. People say, once they experience it and they really give it a little time, it's like, wow, I'm there, you know what I mean? So it's like, so it's like, there's nothing that'd be more powerful than the word of mouth for the people yeah. to say it works. Yeah, I mean, no matter what kind of fitness business that you're running, whether it be something super unique, like what you have, or you're doing something like a CrossFit gym, word of mouth is always going to be huge because ultimately you're taking good care of your clients. They love you. They appreciate you. And they're going to go talk about you naturally. And so when we have good of word of mouth, we love that because one, it's free. We don't have to do anything except for be nice and kind to our clients. We're naturally going to have that good word of mouth. But with word of mouth, it's not a measurable method of growth. We could grow by five new clients one month through word of mouth. And the next month we might not grow by any. And so that's when we look into things, additional things like, you know, social media or, you know, um, working in the community and things like that. Um, and you mentioned a little bit that you're doing some advertising on social media. So has that been organic or have you guys ran like ad campaigns? Talk to us about your experience there. Well, I'll be honest with you. I'm new at it and it's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I don't even, I, I have a pacifier in my mouth. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to bottle it. I wish I had some milk in that bottle so I could suck on that milk to know how it works. So no, I'm not successful with the um, social media in terms of, you know, the process, but I'm excited about the platform 
of some social medias as a podcast and being able to be invited and see how things work. And I'm excited about some of the ways that we're moving towards this. So, you, you know, it's, 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 always, it's always a learning curve and I wake up every morning willing to face a challenge and make a positive difference. I love that attitude. And it sounds like you're the type of guy who is always, you know, willing to learn and, and kind of roll with the punches, right? This, this business is constantly evolving. And so if we're going to own a fitness business, we have to be able to evolve with the world. So I love, I love that characteristic about you. Um, And I kind of want to move on here. We've discussed this a little bit. Um, And I want to discuss the idea of, you know, challenges, bottlenecks, things that other gym owners might be facing as well, because by us kind of discussing this together, um, it's relatable for them. So for you, Joseph, what would you say, you know, is the biggest bottleneck that you're running into within the business side of things um, for GeoBody right now? I think that being small, not people knowing about something that I'm bringing something innovative. Um, I'm a game changer in the industry. Um, not only a game changer in my approach, but I think I'm a game changer in something that's never been done before. Um, when you think about the human five senses, how often do we say, I'm working my eye out, I'm working my ear out, you know what I'm saying? So most we may think about it. So part of being so innovative where I'm setting at this platform, I, I think that that is so innovative with it's like the guy says, hey, man, you're ahead of your time. Someone said, there's another person said, well, you know what? You're not really in fitness. You're beyond that. You're a life coach. You know, so some people have ideas, but at the end of the day, I sweat with what I do. And at the end of, at the, end of the day, whether I'm, doing, whether I'm doing reps, whether I'm doing interface lunges, or whether I'm doing certain things, and I'm showing it, how am I implementing that? And so I always tell people, you know, what routine you have. You know, a guy the day I talked to about franchising what I've got going, and he was, we talked about Floyd Mayweather. And, I, and he said, yeah, I just did, let me get Floyd Mayweather, what you're discussing. But Floyd Mayweather is a champion. He's a proven champion. Whereas Joseph Remick Randon, people may know, who is that? Oh, well, oh, that guy played basketball? Oh, yeah, whatever. I mean, it's like, I'm not known and I'm not trying to be known. That's not my interest. My interest was and is to deliver something of a powerful, powerful, positive impact to help the people. Um, so I work out, I use it for my body. You know, I feel good with it. And I'm saying like, I got I like lucky to be able to share it with people, you know? And so at the end of the day, that's really what it's all about. Yeah. So, you know, it sounds like the biggest thing for you right now is, you know, because this is pretty this is pretty unique you want to get out there to your community in a way that makes sense for you you don't want to be like you know the hot topic in the town from the sounds of it but you want people to know who you are I wanted to be a smooth gradual grow up because guess what growing up at some levels I don't want to be a level because it was too much I mean one of the things about me when I play sports I love the game, but at the same time, you get a lot more um, crowd control, more or less. Mm-hmm. And so under the crowd control, how do we manage certain things? For me, 
I work so hard of delivering things. I don't only write, I not only just, I do everything right now, you know what I mean? And so having a full staff, having different things and just having things that, this being administratively constructive, even saying the right things at the right time. And part of the thing people say, well, how do you know to do this and do that? I said, well, it's a process. So, I mean, sure, it could be, I could become, if I have investors, I want to, you know, bring in some smart investors in. I want to be careful what type of investors I bring in. Um, I want to have the momentum of GeoBiosense Fitness so people would know that the goal is team preparing for heaven on earth. In order for us to have harmony on earth, right, we need to have healthy people, you know, and so in the process of doing that, and as I stated earlier in the interview, talking about sound water, my goal is team preparing for heaven on earth. So I never stop my vision of making a goal. And so getting people to think positive, to be about harmony, to be about improving themselves in every dimension. And that is really the, the, the that's the essence of what it's all about. I mean, the making the nuts and bolts, overcoming the challenge, that's going to be, we're going to do that. And I use we and not an I, because at the end of the day, our senses matter. And, the, 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 and so the passion I have for GYS Fitness is just getting those senses in shape. How do you get your senses in shape? And that's what I'm here for. I'm here to activate that process. Wow. So deep. <laughs> most people, most people's goals and challenges are very surface level, but this is really, really deep. Um, and, and that's what I love about this whole discussion. For you, this all means so much more. You're preparing for something greater. Um, yeah. And so, you know, finally, Joseph, last question I have for you is if I were to, you know, snap my fingers and all of your business goals have come true, mm. what would that picture look like for you oh man <laughs> thank you that is so awesome um oh man i guess the first word comes to mind is harmony comfort um happiness um it would be seeing the momentum of the vision growing seeing athletes become better seeing people becoming more proficient at what they're doing, you know, getting the, the tentativeness of anybody, no matter what you're doing, you're going to be better at it because your senses are there. Um, so it's an elevated existence to all of mankind. That's exactly what it is. Wow. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to top that. Um, and so finally here, do you guys like, where can we go to find you guys online? I know. One moment, one moment, one moment. Hold that thought, one moment. One moment, one moment. Yes, sorry. Carry on. Yeah, very briefly earlier, you shouted out your Instagram page, but where else can our listeners go to learn more about GeoBody Sense Fitness? Um, GeoBody.tv. That's G-E-O-B-O-D-Y.tv. 
and or you can go and when you go there you can this is a beginning um i'm a beginning programmer but anyway it's not perfect i'm hoping to get a great site but that is where you can go great thank you so much for being here today and telling us more about your fitness business. Um, I really appreciate your time. And for our listeners, thank you for tuning in as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.